Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on everyone and welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now today's video starts off with an unbelievable entitled parent story. An intrusive entitled mother from out of nowhere suddenly demands that her daughter, who by the way is 20 years old, shows her her private texts on her phone. Entitled mother wants to monitor 20 year old daughter's texts. I am 20 years old. I moved out of my parents house roughly two years ago and I live in a house with two roommates. I am completely independent from my parents. I pay my rent for my house. I have my own medical insurance. I own my car and pay my own car insurance. I don't even have to ask mummy and daddy for grocery money. Both of my roommates and I each have our own pets. We've got three dogs and a cat amongst the three of us. We've had some conflict about the animals. I've been visiting my parents for about a month, so I've been keeping up pretty steady contact with the roomies through text. My mum started asking about what I was talking about with my roommates. She knows about the conflict, and I just described the conversation to get her on the same page. But apparently, that wasn't good enough. She asked to see the text between my roommates and I. She'd also asked to see my text a few nights before, and then she picked apart every word and made me feel terrible. So I said no. I told her she shouldn't have to see her 20-year-old daughter's text to feel secure, and that I was setting a boundary and wouldn't be showing her my text anymore. At this point, she started calling me immature, ungrateful, and secretive. I've been working remotely while visiting, and was on the clock during this conversation. So I just walked back to my desk. My mum went up to her room, slammed the door, and started screaming at my dad, she's a child, she's an immature child, over and over again. Wow, what a wonderful start to today's Entitled Parents episode. Um, Let me tell you, my sister is 20 years old, and if my mum, from out of nowhere, started demanding to see her text, well, that would probably be World War Three, and I'd move out with immediate effect. Now moving on to our second Entitled Parents story. Entitled Dad threatens to beat me up because I charged his daughter for gas on a rental car. Long time lurker here. I love reading all of these stories, since I love watching entitled people get what they deserve. Who doesn't? After all of the things I've read, it got me thinking if I have any stories to share. And it turns out I have tons of great stories from the various places that I've worked. One place in particular was a national rental car chain, where I have the best stories. Before working there, I thought the industry was just going to be full of business guys and vacationers, so I wouldn't really have to deal with much rubbish. Boy, was I young and dumb. This particular branch was hit or miss. Some days we would be crazy busy, others we'd be so slow we'd take out for oil changes just for the heck of it to give us something to do. On one particular day, both my manager and assistant manager asked if they could go grab food for all of us and if I could man the shop. Everyone there was super chill, even the managers, so there was a lot of just chilling around. I of course agree and chill, look at my phone when the office phone starts to ring. It's some older gentleman who asked for me specifically. Speaking, I say. Our conversation goes a little something like this. Is this OP? 
Uh, yeah, how can I help? But my daughter just returned a rental car at your location and I see a $25 fuel charge on there that shouldn't be. I'm expecting a refund right now or I'll be giving corporate a call and maybe you'll listen to them. I'm still keeping my cool at this point. Not a problem, sir. Um, let me check your file to verify that you didn't prepay for the fuel. Let me put you on a quick hold. The entitled dad starts screaming something along the lines of, Don't put me on hold. No one puts me on hold. Beep goes on hold anyway. I then check his file. The notes clearly say that fuel was declined and the customer signed a line stating that they agree to a $25 refueling fee if they don't return it with the amount of fuel that it was sent out with. Hi, sir, I say. I've reviewed your file and unfortunately, I'm not able to issue a refund because your daughter agreed to pay the fuel charge if the vehicle wasn't returned at the level we sent it out at. Apologies for the inconvenience, but we do make this clear to our customers since this is a common but understandable source of confusion. Now, had this guy started the convo off by not being a POS, I would have easily given him his refund, but I refused to let entitled mofos win. What the F? Oh, I see. You just saw a young girl walk into your rental car place and you thought that you could scam her? Well, how does it feel robbing a young girl of $25? I'll bet you have the money in your pocket right now. Sir, unfortunately, that is our policy. We do not scam our customers and clearly indicate what you will be paying for before the rental. We also make sure to tell you how to avoid the fees. In this case, our advice was not followed, so we'll not be able to process a refund for you. Let me talk to a manager now. Sorry, sir, they're not in the office right now, but I'll tell you they will give you the same answer. They should be back in about 20 to 30 minutes if you want to call back then. Again, super chill managers, so I knew I had nothing to worry about and that, of course, they would take my side. What the heck? No, some of us have things to do today. I don't want to spend my day at some rental car place. You guys are scumbags. You know what? I'm coming down there right now and I'm going to have a little talk with you face to face. You're not going to be so tough when I come down. Sorry, he just said that some of us have things to do today. Yeah, he's willing to come down to the car rental place. Makes a lot of sense. Make it make sense, please. Now, unfortunately, at this moment, all I could do was audibly laugh at this guy, which only made it worse. I'm looking forward to it, sir. You just think you're so tough, don't you? You've got no idea the people in high places that I know in this state. I now know your first and last name, buddy. I wouldn't be laughing. Sir, if you have any problem with me, I invite you to come down and resolve it in person. I'll be here until six this evening. I'm coming right now, buddy. You think I'm not serious? All right, then. See you soon. And I hang up. About 20 minutes later, my manager gets back and I tell him what happened. My manager burst out laughing and just said, can we hear? We went back and listened to the recording and both my manager and assistant were just dying laughing. Were you just threatened over $25? Apparently, I joked. We all shared a good laugh and honestly forgot about it for the rest of the afternoon until I saw a car pull up and I saw a familiar girl get out of the car with what looked like her mum. Guess who? It was the entitled dad's daughter and her mum. I peered into the car to see that entitled dad pouting in the passenger seats. He looked like a child that was told no for the first time. The best part is he threatened me and then wouldn't even get out of the car to face me himself. 
he sends his wife and daughter in to do his dirty work This should give you some indication about the type of guy we're dealing with her The entitled mum walks in with the entitled daughter and starts screaming berating my assistant manager Your employee needs to be fired. He scammed my daughter out of money and we want it back Mom, OP already explained to you why we can't do that. I'll give you two choices. You can leave now on your own or I can call the police and they can tell you to leave. Up to you. Okay, then F you. We're never using this rental car place again. I can't wait until we call corporate and tell them all about this little incident. She furiously leaves the shop and goes back to her car. This is where the most amazing thing happened and made me believe in karma. She was so angry and flustered as she was backing out that she slammed into the back of my assistant manager's car Smashing the bumper easily a total loss for a car of that age and value My assistant manager runs out to inspect the damage only to find nothing on his car Not even a single scratch The entitled parents and their daughter all had to wait for a tow truck to arrive in our parking lot And it was amazing to watch the look on their faces while they dealt with the side effects of their trashiness As if that wasn't enough want to know what the best part was two weeks later I get a call from that same entitled dad asking if we had any rental cars available It was hilarious how he tried to act as if nothing had happened and returned after he vowed he wouldn't He actually rented fairly regularly after that during my time there and we never had another issue with him He was even pleasant on some occasions This experience must have been humbling for him. Anyway, that's my story I hope you guys enjoyed it as i'm thinking about my past I realized that i've actually got plenty of stories So if you guys like this one and want to hear more i'd appreciate the positive feedback I want to hear more immediately, sir Well then guys if you do want to see more from op um to be fair great story well written I loved reading it Uh, do comment down below that you want to see more and drop a like on this video So that I know to look out for more stories from this man speaking of men. It's actually very funny It's almost confusing, right? This entitled dad was like so mental. He just went crazy Shouting at people for no reason demanding a massive $25 refund and then after this huge debacle, you know where their car gets totaled He's like actually i've learned my lesson here and now that we no longer have a car I'm gonna need another rental car. So, um, if you take me back guys at the rental place, uh, yeah I'll go back to being a normal customer who doesn't shout and abuse people Cheers. I mean it would have been better if he didn't do all that abusing in the first place But anyway, at least he got to some form of solid conclusion. I don't know I'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today all right then story number three Random butthole thinks he's entitled to my medical history I want to preface this by saying that it's appallingly common for disabled people to be asked personal medical questions by total strangers And that nothing about that is okay. Just don't do that like ever Far too many able people seem to think that being disabled in public means that my life story is public property And it makes going anywhere far more stressful and tiring than it should be To anyone who does this your curiosity does not justify or excuse your rude invasive questions 
regardless of your intentions. One in four people has a disability. Disabilities and disabled people are normal, and I'm sick to death of being treated like a sideshow curiosity. Now, with that context in mind, I'm sure you won't be surprised to know that I'd absolutely zero patience for today's entitled butthole's accusational nosiness. I was in a pharmacy with my walking cane, and as the person being served before me was taking some time, I went to sit down in one of the chairs they have for people waiting on prescriptions. I dropped mine off earlier in the day, so I was only there for pickup. As I'd been standing around, I'd noticed an elderly man, can't have been younger than 75, on a mobility scooter, scrutinizing me. When I sat down, he drove his scooter over to me and, without so much as a high, he asked, What's a healthy young thing like you doing with one of those? Gesturing at my cane. His tone was actually accusational and full of suspicion. As I said, this is something that most disabled people often have to deal with. And that goes triple for young disabled people. So many older people seem to think that young people just can't be disabled, I guess. That makes zero goddamn sense, but whatever. My point is that after years of experience, I've got a list of well-rehearsed responses to draw from. So without missing a beat, I told him my medical history is none of your business. He seemed pretty taken aback and scoffed, saying, I was only asking, there's no need to be so rude. Again, having been here before, I said, No, you asking a total stranger invasive questions about their personal, medical situation, that's rude. Me declining to answer is not. It's called having reasonable boundaries. He scoffed again and glared at me for a bit, seemingly unable to think of a comeback. But then he did the thing that prompted me to post this otherwise run-of-the-mill encounter here. While maintaining eye contact and glaring daggers at me, he slowly reversed his scooter, beeping all the way, back towards the far end of the front counter, where he'd been to start with. Only he bumped into the woman who'd been ahead of me en route, ruining his bizarrely dramatic exit and sparking an entirely separate argument. It was honestly farcical. Not much happened after that. His prescriptions were ready first, but this guy insisted on glaring at me the entire goddamn time. Of course, I gave him a wave as he departed, and he flushed red with rage, but said nothing. Moral of the story, disabled people don't owe you anything. Leave us the heck alone, and for crying out loud, don't ask us personal questions like you're entitled to our medical histories. Now look, I'm not the sort of person that would randomly go up to a disabled person and ask them how they got their disability. That is very rude. But even me, knowing that I'd never do that, it's still important to hear from a disabled person how annoying that can be. I mean, maybe you're with your mate or, you know, a family member and they do it. And you think about this story and you think, you know what, I'm going to intervene here and tell my friend, relative, whatever, to not ask these horribly intrusive personal questions that they have absolutely no business of knowing also with the paralympics on at the moment i thought i'd bring you guys a story to help raise a little bit of awareness among our small you know viewership community about disabled people and and how they feel when they get asked very personal questions look i imagine some of you watching right now are disabled comment down below is it very annoying i imagine it is and now moving on to our final story of today's episode lady gets mad because i'm speaking norwegian to a tour group in norway First of all, I think my English is pretty good for it being my second language, but I still may make mistakes. Second, this took place a couple of years ago, so my memory and translations may not be exact, but you should get the general idea. And thirdly, all conversations are translated to English, especially the ones between the director and me. Background and story. 
About two years ago, when I was in university, before the virus, I worked as a tour guide in Oslo during summers. We would take groups out on a bus through the city, then get on a boat and continue the tour from there. When the group first formed, I would ask if there were any English speakers who didn't understand Norwegian. If there were, I would conduct the tour in Norwegian first, then give the English equivalent. If there weren't, I would just do the whole thing in Norwegian, but also point out in English, we all speak English, right? That there was an audio system they could listen to in multiple languages. So Germans could hear it in German, French people in French, etc. I think there are about 10 different languages in all to choose from. I eventually learned how to say each language we offered in their native language and then motioned to the headphones and guide in front of them that said how to turn the audio to their preferred language. So I asked my group and a few people raised their hands. I don't recall if this lady was one of them. So the tour started and I would point out the sites and describe them in Norwegian, then English. However, as I was giving the Norwegian explanation, this lady would yell out English. After a couple times, I finally stopped myself and said, in a minute, please wait. Though I'd already spoken English on the trip, including the opening talk. This woman though continued through the entire tour. Though this was not a supper cruise, which we had in the evenings, we still had a wait staff that circulated around and got people snacks and drinks. They normally asked first in Norwegian what people want, then switched to English, or in some cases, Swedish or German, until they learned which language went with which customer. When they got to this lady, she gave her order and then said, make the guide speak English. Me and my kids can't understand her. When they pointed out that I was speaking English after the Norwegian, she said, how do I know she's saying the same thing though? She should just speak English the whole time. The next day, my director, I don't know the exact translation of his title, called me to his office before I began my first outing of the day and said that he had received a comment card about me not speaking English and that this had ruined the tour for a woman and her kids. He asked me if this was true and I said, no, I spoke both Norwegian and English on the trip after I found out there were some non-Norwegian speakers. Since the tour for the day hadn't gone out yet, I got two servers, including the one who had served them, who came up and verified that I had spoken in both languages. My director just shook his head, tore up the comment card, and told me to move on with my day. I wish I'd got on the chance to have a direct confrontation with this lady. Many people would stop and thank me or ask questions as they left the boat at the end of the tour. But this lady was not one of them. She just resorted to speaking badly about me on a comment card. Oh, look, I'm not positive it was her, but the clues all point in her direction. So that is the story of how I got in trouble for not speaking English in Norway. Again, I'm sorry for grammar mistakes and thanks for reading. Pretty sure there were zero grammar mistakes in this entire piece. And that is a point that I'm going to touch on right now. All right, guys, some of you may know if you've been on my channel for a long time now that I actually went to Norway. I think it was two or three years. Well, it can't have been three years ago, two years ago. Um, I might put a picture up right now. And uh, yeah, I think it was actually before COVID. Well, no, it definitely was. So yeah, about two years ago, I went to Norway. And of course, as you can probably imagine, I speak no Norwegian. What a massive shock. However, because of the way the world works, I guess, or just these people being very, very selfless, people in Norway are taught English at school and pretty much everyone that you 
come across in Norway speaks English. It's pretty incredible, to be honest. So that meant that when I went there and I knew I could speak no Norwegian in Norway, I was really fortunate that Norwegian people could speak English so I could at least interact with them. I felt very guilty, to be honest. I knew none of their language. They knew everything of my language. And like OP right here, they speak it really well, write it really well. Their grammar is perfect. And to be honest, a lot of foreigners grammar with English and their, you know, general dialect is actually a lot better than a lot of English people. Um, sorry to say that, but it is true. The point is, this woman should be grateful that this Norwegian person in Norway can even speak English in the first place. It, like, that's the point. Why? Why should she speak English to you? That's a real question. You know none of her language. Why should she know yours? You're just being an absolute ignorant pig. That's my opinion. You should feel lucky and fortunate that you don't have to spend years of your life and time learning someone else's language because they've put in the hard work and learnt yours crazy i know anyway guys that is gonna do it for this one really hope you have enjoyed it if you did and you want to see more from me right away please do check out this video it's so good it might be and this is actually a very controversial thing to say so i'm sorry if i offend you by saying this the best video on youtube i put it out there uh the only way you can find out and agree or disagree with me is by clicking it so do it right now planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.